friend, and thanks again for joining us on our 260 challenge. Today we're coming out of Acts 17, and Acts 17 deals with a very common problem uh, in that time, and a very common problem, unfortunately, still in our time. And we'll go talk to you on the day on the subject of jealousy. Uh, Paul was ensnared and, and called in consequences of jealousy. Paul had just uh, finished preaching at Thessalonica and, at the, and left the priest to Berea and, and was about to be encountered by, by some serious jealousy. Look in Acts 17, verse number 10. It says, And the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. They, man, they, they fell in love with the word. They fell in love with Paul. They fell in love with the gospel. But look at verse 12. Verse 12 says, Therefore many of them believed, also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of, of men, not a few. And verse 13 is where we have the problem. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. Now Paul's trip took him from Thessalonica to, to Berea. And now that's right at a 60 mile journey. Paul walked 60 miles just to preach the gospel. And while there he was seeing a lot of people converted. He was seeing a lot of success. The Bible says that many of them believed. But then he wasn't the only one that made that journey. There was another group. Not only does love for people and love for Christ and love for the gospel compel you to walk 60 miles, but there's also jealousy and hate and anger that will make you take the same walk. The Jews of Thessalonica were walking after them to mess up Paul's journey. They hated Paul in Thessalonica. They were so jealous of him that they wanted to make his, uh, his, his miserable, his 60 miles from his hometown. And when the Jews saw that, that they had, found that the word of God had been proclaimed in, in Berea, they were agitated and they were so mad and they started to take the walk just to upset him. Instead of saying, let it go, instead of saying, at least he's out of our city, instead of saying, man, we hated him, but at least he's out of our hair, they chose to walk 60 miles uh, to be able to, to go and torment him. Probably 15 to 20 hours it took them to make this walk. And they just couldn't let it go. They couldn't be happy that Paul and Silas were out of their town, they were going to go wreak havoc. They were so upset, all because of the power of jealousy. Now, I want you to know something. There's a big difference between being jealous and being envious. To envy or to covet is to want something that, that belongs to another person. Now, the Tenth Commandment says what? You shall not covet your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's donkey. His male servant, or his female servant, his male servant, or his female servant, or anything that belongs to him. But in contrast, jealousy is is a fear that something we possess will be taken away by another person. Jealousy can apply to our jobs, our possessions, our reputations. It can apply to even our churches, our congregations. We fear that our mates perhaps may be lost, or our children may be lost, or may be lured away by someone who is when compared to us, seems to be more attractive and more capable or even more successful. Jealousy is a, really a form of hatred and a form of insecurity and fear. But what were they afraid of? They were losing their influence to the gospel, and they uh, projected it on Paul. But really, it was Jesus that drove them crazy. 
But Paul was his spokesperson, so their insecurity and fear made them go after Paul. I read a story once about a preacher that had a great friend of his that came to America from England and started the church, and it was doing great, and people were getting saved, and a great revival broke out. This man's name was F.B. Meyer. And he said, I could pray for him. I could pray for him when he was in America that he would do well. But when he came back to England and he started the church that was just blocks from mine, he said, I no longer prayed that he'd be successful. I, I, I no longer prayed for him to win souls because I was afraid it would take away from me. Man, what a, what a sad, sad situation. What a sad, sad encounter. We should be able to pray for folks, man, that are right next door to us. Folks that are right in our backyards, the same as we could folks that are 60 miles away or even on the other side of the world. But can you, here's the real test. Can you be joyful when other people are joyful? The Bible says to rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. There's a, it's a sure sign that jealousy is defeated whenever you can rejoice with them that rejoice. Whenever you say someone else is doing well and, and I'm happy about it. Someone else is doing great, and it doesn't affect me. It doesn't bring me down. It doesn't make me jealous. We do a great job, I think, weeping with those that weep. But can you really rejoice with others that rejoice? When it doesn't directly affect you, but you just see them being happy and see them doing well. Make it a point today to rejoice with someone that's winning. Make it a point today to love them, to pray for them, and even send them a message or call them and tell them, hey, I see you're doing well, and I'm so proud of you, and I love you. Don't walk 60 miles out of your way just to make somebody miserable. Be happy for folks, and rejoice when they rejoice. Be thankful that God's wonderful and awesome and amazing grace is moving in other people's life, and I thank God that it saved a wretch like me. God bless you.